Hello, gentlemen. Just a quick introduction to this episode. I hope you guys have about a good 40 minutes to spare with me because it will take about that time and duration to listen to this podcast in full. But I would like to give a quick introduction to today's episode. Now, this is something that I've been sitting on for the absolute longest. I had visited the Chichibu Distillery in Saitama Prefecture in the first week of May 2021. And even though I've had this podcast recorded a week after that visit, I've been sitting on it for the absolute longest, been meaning to upload it as a podcast, but it has been available for quite some time on YouTube, but just finally putting it out there. And there's one more thing that I would like to speak on is that uh, if you guys would like to play a drinking game by any chance, if you happen to be at home. Every time you hear me say the name Yumi Yoshikawa within this podcast, have a drink. I think you guys are going to be absolutely drunk and messed up by the end of it. Don't ask me why I said her name so many times inside of this podcast. I have a general idea inside the back of my mind why I may have said it. I think as I was recording this podcast live and simultaneously doing it on Clubhouse and things like that, I didn't think people were going to be able to catch the Japanese name that I was saying. Maybe they were not going to be able to hear the Yoshikawa part. And so I just kept saying her name in full, meaning first and last name, just repeatedly over and over and over again. Instead of just saying Yumi, I just kept saying Yumi Yoshikawa. So there's that. Apologies. Anyways, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode of the Gentleman Club Whiskey Podcast. All right. Looks like I'm live. Let let me uh, get this camera camera going all right make sure everything is all correct all right hello everybody and welcome to another episode of gentlemen's club whiskey this is a simultaneous recording that i'm doing for youtube for clubhouse for Instagram, and also for the Gentleman's Club podcast. So this is a very special episode. Today I'm going to be talking about the Chichibu Distillery. As I had just visited the Chichibu Distillery this week, I was supposed to go last year, but that was postponed due to this whole COVID situation. And I it, it took a year in duration of me waiting for me to get the opportunity to go again and so I was able to go again and it was a very pleasant experience as the distillery is not open to the public I was able to have a private tour I was I was going there expecting that I was going to be with other people but it was just only me and uh, my host was gracious enough to have shown me around every nook and cranny of the distillery for the duration of about three hours and i really truly thank her for that so seeing how i just visited that place i'm getting ready to talk about it 
And uh, yeah, let's talk about the uh, the Chichibu Distillery real quick. I don't know how long this video or this podcast and this this uh, Clubhouse Live is going to last in duration just until I'm finished saying whatever it is that I have to say. So at first, we're going to start off by just uh, talking about the timeline history of this place. Initially, in the year 1946, this man named Isoji Akuto, he started distilling in what is currently known as the now defunct Hanyu Distillery. It's a famous distillery here in Japan that has been closed down for about, I would say, 21 years now. And I don't have a timeline of when he took over. But uh, the son of Isoji Akuto, named Yutaka Akuto, had took over operation of the Hanyu distillery from his father and began producing whiskey there. And like I said, I don't necessarily have a year on that, but I am still researching and I'll, I'll get that year at some point in time. I just have to reach out to the brand ambassador of the distillery again to, to get the missing pieces of information that I've yet to... Uh, I've yet to uncover. In the year 2000, Yutaka Akuto, he had to close down the Hanyu distillery because of a recession in the economy here in Japan. Uh, Maybe not necessarily in Japan, but just especially when it comes to these whiskey distilleries. Whiskey in Japan in the year 2000 was not as big at the turn of the millennial at the turn of the millennium as it is elsewhere in the world and uh it was not on anybody's mind and if you told somebody that japan produced whiskey at this point in time they would probably not believe you or laugh at you so they had to close that down and finally in the year 2004 this is the grandson of isoji akuto and the son of yutaka akuto Ichiro Akuto had founded a company by the name of Venture Whiskey. Venture Whiskey is just the company name, but that's not the name of the distillery. And uh, Ichiro himself was the only solitary staff member at this point in time in the year 2004. Two years later in 2006, Ichiro had hired two more team members to help him out with his uh, day-to-day operations and to help him get his plans and his his distillery launched off the ground. He started building his distillery, the Chichibu Distillery, in 2007. And finally, in February of 2008, the first Chichibu Distillery had started operation. Now, when I say the first Chichibu Distillery had started operation in 2008, I want you guys to be mindful that I may refer numerous times to the first distillery and the second distillery during this talk. And what I'm referring to is Chichibu has two distinct separate uh, distilleries on the same site. Uh, One became operational in 2008 and 11 years later, just a two minute drive away by car from the first distillery, they had completed and started operating a second distillery for for more output of whiskey. So, as I was saying, back to the timeline history, 2008 in February, the first distillery had started operation. And in 2013, the brand ambassador, she's quite famous here in Japan, everybody knows who she is. 
Her name is uh, Yumi Yoshikawa. She had joined the company, and this brand ambassador had won a few World Whiskey Awards, I believe, for being the, the best brand ambassador here in country. In 2014, Chichibu opened its Cooperage, which they did not have before, and at the start of the launch of the distillery. And finally, in the year 2019 is when Chichibu had opened its second distillery. Let's start off talking about water, because water is the life of whiskey. And without it, and without good quality water, there is not going to be good quality whiskey at all. So let's start off with this. Chichibu Distillery's water source for making whiskey is the Arakawa River, which runs through the city of Chichibu down to central Tokyo, and it empties into Tokyo Bay. Together with the Tonagawa River, these two rivers together make up about 80% of Tokyo's safe-to-drink tap water. And the water is very soft. I have some I have some now that I just poured out of tap. Let you guys know how safe this is. It's quite delicious as well. Pretty good stuff there. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, so the water is very soft, have, having originated from Mount Kobushi in the most western part of Saitama's prefecture, along with uh, some part of this mountain being in Yamanashi and Nagano prefectures, just a little bit west of Chichibu City. All right, so now that we got the water out of the way, the next topic on hand is to talk about the barley. The barley used at Chichibu comes from various places. Some of it is local. Uh, Some comes from other parts of Japan, and even some is imported from Scotland. So it's just a mix of coming from all over the place. Japan is just not a big enough place to produce enough barley on its own. So obviously they have to import. One of the first things shown to me on my private tour was the barley. And uh, my guide, again, the brand ambassador, Yumi Yoshikawa, uh, she took like a spoon and she stuck it inside of this bag and she she scooped up a, a cup and presented it to me. And I I presented my hands out in a cupped manner and she put it inside of my hands and she said to me, she said, you can eat this. And I've never eaten barley before, but I just took it like this. I stuck it in my mouth and I started chewing on it. And uh, it just it just simply tasted like dry seeds of some kind. But uh, after I ate it, she presented me with some peated barley And my eyes just opened up with surprise because uh, I wasn't expecting to see that there. And I I said to her immediately, I asked her, I said, uh, what did I ask her? I I said, do you make this here? And uh, she said, no, this comes from Scotland and this this is uh, 50 ppm. And I was quite surprised about that. Hold on, I just lost my notes here. So she put a little bit of that peated barley inside of my hands for me to smell and things like that. And I was able to eat that as well. And uh, it tastes just like how you expect, like peat. And uh, like smoke, like smoke. And uh, let's see, maybe you can't find it unless you're looking for it inside the whiskeys themselves. 
But if you were to look for it, you know, you start to smell really hard. And since you know that it's there, you will be able to undoubtedly find it. But if nobody told you that that peat was in there, that 50 ppm in most of their whiskeys, you would have no idea that it's there. Unless, of course, you're looking for it and you're expecting it. Then it's easy to find. In its first distillery, again, the distillery that was began operation in 2008, each run of 400 kilograms of processed barley will yield 200 liters, which is one batch of whiskey. And in the second distillery that started operation in 2019, uh, they process two tons, making five times uh, the amount of what the, the first whiskey distillery can. And... Let's see. Anything else about this topic? In the first distillery, 2,000 liters of wort goes into the mash ton. And uh, then all this stuff goes into the washbacks. And I believe the first distillery has eight. That's right. They have eight wooden washbacks inside the first distillery. And all of these washbacks are all made of Mizunara wood, which is very high quality and super expensive and delicate wood in Japan. And uh, you may be asking yourself if these washbacks are made of Mizunara wood, is that adding any extra flavor to the to the whiskey? It may or may not add some, but this fermentation inside of this wash inside of these washbacks only happen for a duration of five days total. Before they get, uh, before it gets taken out of the washback, so uh, it doesn't produce that much flavor, if if any at all. And in the second distillery, all of the washbacks are a lot bigger. There's only five of them, but they're bigger than the eight inside the original distillery. And those are made of French oak, having come from France. So now that I talked about the barley and the washbacks and the fermentation and things like this, what else can I say? Next topic on hand is going to be the, the storage warehouse. So I was taken to one of the warehouses just to see all the barrels inside of there. And the distillery has a total of seven storage warehouses or it has six now, but it will be seven as of August 2021 in which the seventh warehouse is going to open up. And all these warehouses together can hold about, they do hold about 12,000 casks of miscellaneous and various types. Of the cask used for, which, for whiskey maturation, excuse me, inside of all these warehouses, I would say that 90% of them are made of American oak, 9% are either French or Spanish oak, and then 1% of them are made of Mizunara. And many of these casks are secured from distilleries inside of America. Uh, she gave me the list of all of, the of all the distilleries, but I could not keep up with how fast she was just naming them off, but I caught a few. She said places such as uh, Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, uh, the Jack Daniels distillery, among other distilleries in America is where they secure these things from. And the Mizunara wood itself, just the wood itself, 
is allocated annually to the Chichibu distillery by the Japanese government as it is allocated to all the distilleries by the Japanese government. It's a very controlled thing and which is given out in set amounts because there's so uh, little of it to go around. And uh, this cooperage that I mentioned earlier that opened up in 2014 in which Chichibu Distillery has their own master cooper. Um, he started making virgin Mizunara cask with this allocated wood uh, in-house in, inside of the, uh, the cooperage. And these casks can be used a total, can be reused up to a total of about three times before they have to be thrown out. Now, obviously, they would like to reuse these casks more because these things are super expensive, having costing around $9,000 for just one barrel to make one barrel. So they would like to reuse it as much as possible. It's just that they can't because of how delicate the wood is. It's extremely delicate and it's fragile. And uh, more oftentimes than not, you know, once they fill this thing up, it has a lot of problems such as leakage and things like this. And they always have to find the leaks and they have to repair that and, and seal those cracks to keep things from falling out. And uh, I asked a very stupid question. I said, well, how do you keep the whiskey in without wasting it? And because I asked that very stupid question, she gave me a very smart answer. She said, well, we don't use whiskey initially. Once we make the barrels, we fill it up with water for the first time initially. Got to think smarter, not harder. So we fill it up with water initially, and then we test for the cracks. We repair them, and then we put the whiskey in after that for fermentation. I mean, for uh, for maturation. Uh, so yeah, that's the answer to that. So after talking about the storage warehouse, uh, the cooperage, and these Mizunara casks, Let's see what is next. Uh, the interview. At the very end of this tour, I ended up asking just a few questions to the brand ambassador. And most of these questions I had picked up from people on Clubhouse. You know, I said, what kind of questions should I ask her? What's appropriate? What's going to be something different that I can ask her that nobody else has asked before? And... Clubhouse came through for me and they gave me a bunch of different things that I can ask and uh, quite good questions. These are the ones that I have answers for. So the first question that I had asked is what is this distillery's passion or Ichiro, who is the owner and the uh, the master blender? What is his passion? And Yumi, the brand ambassador, had said to me, she said, first of all, from her point of view, of what Ichiro is thinking, uh, Ichiro is a true whiskey enthusiast, and also he appreci he appreciates tradition, and what he makes is what he wants to drink himself. And of course, he's thinking about the customer, but he believes that if it will please, it will please most customers if it pleases himself. So that's his whole train of thought. The next question I asked her is, what are the distillery's goals for the future? And she said, one of Ichiro's biggest dreams is to taste a 30-year-old Chichibu whiskey. Uh, 
And he only started the distillery in 2008. And just last year, he was able to release a 10-year-old single malt. So that was a milestone for the, uh, the distillery itself. But uh, when he started the Chichibu Distillery in 2008, he already had some leftover Hanyu Distillery stock from, uh, from his father, from his father's cask. And uh, he uses some of these Hanyu uh, mat- matured whiskey and he blends it with his own to, to make some products. I have one with me right now. Hold on. This is my favorite one. This one is called Ichiro's Malt, and the name of it is called Double Distilleries. So this one, I would say, is probably like half of it is Hanyu Distillery, old stock, and the other half is from the Chichibu Distillery. So he uses the Hanyu Distillery stock to make things like this. And uh, eventually he realizes that in the future that... uh, this this stock is going to run out so obviously he's going to replace it with his with his own and with other distilleries that that they're working with to uh, continue to make things like this so for example this double distillery is being made from two different distilleries this name is probably still going to stick around once this old hanyu stock runs out but more or less it's going to be double distilleries meaning the first Chichibu distillery built in 2008 mixed with the second Chichibu distillery that was uh, finished and started operation in 2019. So it could still retain that name, Double Distilleries. All right, hold on. I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here. So I asked her, what are the distillery's goals for the future? And they said, eventually, Hanyu Cast will disappear in the future. So he realized that whiskey... Uh, as a business is what he's drinking or what he's saving is something from the past. So he thought that he has to leave something for the future and he decided to start the Chichibu distillery. And this distillery for him is not only for, for himself or for the staff that is working there or for the people that are drinking this whiskey now, but it's for future generations in the industry. So essentially, that's the goal. He's he's looking for something that he can pass down to future generations, and he's looking to make a 30-year-old Chichibu whiskey. I said to her, you are very open talking about other distilleries in Japan and working with other distilleries. What are you or Ichiro drinking from another company that's not your own? And she said, in the case of Ichiro, he drinks everything. Not only whiskey, but also sochu, wine, etc. He drinks everything from whiskey, uh, from the five regions, Scotch, Irish, Canadian, bourbon, Japanese. He drinks grain whiskey and uh, he likes new make spirit as well. But he, he never says what his favorite is. He does like classic flavors, though. And uh, so classic meaning he likes things like bourbon or uh, classic Irish, but, but nothing too new. And uh, she added something else to that question, Yumi Yoshikawa. She said her herself, she's also, she's also a whiskey enthusiast, 
who likes everything. But uh, she prefers also traditional flavors as well. Uh, but she likes blended in, in young whiskey currently at the moment. And she said that she entered the distillery or she not the distillery. She entered the business, the industry from uh, the Scotch taste. And for Japanese whiskey, she says the Suntory Hakushu is one of the first that she tried in Japan and liked. So there's that a, a good shout out to Suntory from from a fellow distillery here. And I followed up with it. I said, I said, well, how long did you spend in Scotland when you were working there? And she said two years. So she had got her start in the industry working in Scotland before coming back and asking for a job in 2013 with the Chichibu Distillery. And uh, the final question, I said, what is the primary source of water for this distillery? And she told me it comes from the Arakawa river in which I mentioned earlier in this in this talk and uh, yeah I think that's it so that's all of my notes what we're going to do now is open up this box of this blended whiskey this Ichiro's double distilleries and we're gonna pour a glass of this and have a tasting she did give me a few bottles of some samples that I can try, but I'm not going to have these now at the immediate moment. This one is a peated 2018 new make. This one is a cask sample. It says cask or age from 2012. And this one is from a cask called On The Way 2019. This is a product that's available now that you can buy. So those are there, but I'm not going to have those now. Let's go ahead and have this one. This double distilleries is 46% ABV. And this is a 700 milliliter size bottle. All right. Like I said, this comes from stock from the old Hanyu distillery that's closed down. And half of it is Chichibu. And this one is my favorite, which is why I bought it. Because it was a private distillery. And this distillery is not open to the public. I don't think I mentioned this before. I had a completely private tour. It was just, it was just simply me. They don't sell whiskey on site here, but she gave me... A list of places within Chichibu City that I can buy Ichiro's whiskey from. And it's a list of 22 different liquor shops. But she told me the best one to go to is one called Asahiya. And this is directly across the street from Chichibu Shrine. So there's a map on the back. You just follow the map and you can make it to these places quite easily. And uh, I had went to the... Asahiya Liquor Shop, which is quite small, but they have a very good selection for what it is. And I picked this bottle up, but they had so many rare Chichibu whiskeys there that anywhere else in Japan, you'd be paying an arm and a leg for. And then in the United States, you might as well just donate your whole body because these things are just through the roof in price. But the, the prices here was very affordable. 
Inside of my book, 50 Japanese Whiskies, I said the price of this double distilleries cost about, let's see. I said the price of this double distilleries cost about 17,000 yen, but I've only paid about 6,000 Japanese yen for this at that liquor shop, which is the MSRP price. So I'm very happy for that. Oh my lordy. I just closed this iPad and I had, I had some things open on here. All right. So reading from my book real quick. Let's see what do I have to say about the, about the double distilleries whiskey. All right. For the tasting notes, I wrote that on the nose, it's sweet and vanilla and citrus fruit. The palate is spicy smooth when there's no water added. And it has a moderate citrus orange taste also on the palate that's uh, very playful like sherbet candy. And the finish is creamy vanilla and it's lingering. Again, ABV 46%. Swish it around. I think I've let that sit long enough. Blow those fumes off of there. Extremely sweet smell. All the notes that I wrote for that book, I can still attest to them today and say that nothing has changed. Very sweet vanilla. Even though this is probably coming from a used, a used bourbon cask, it's still has a new wood type of smell to it kind of sort of anyways it just has an american oak smell to it <laughs> a little bit of ethanol i just opened up the bottle just uh just yesterday so it's quite fresh but very nice nice smell the color on this one you could tell that it's quite a young whiskey but uh, something that I failed to mention before is that this is non-chill filtered and non-colored. But uh, you can see the age in there. I would say that that looks about, I don't know, five to six to seven years old. But uh, no more than that. And, you know, because the age is so down on this thing, you have to keep the intensity up, so to speak, at about 46% uh, to give it some type of flavor and to uh, I guess get some flavor from the intensity on this thing and uh, what more do I want to say about this most Japanese whiskeys from the big companies and the big brands they like to hover at about what is it they hover around like 43% ABV so anything more than that is is quite a big deal for Japanese whiskeys even though this one is 46% most offerings from the Chichibu Distillery, they're, they're actually quite high up there in the ABV. They could be like 46, they could be in the low 50s, they could be as high as 56, so they're just all over the place, but they're a lot higher just due to the, uh, the young age. Some of them are cask strength, and some are not. Sweet. Hmm.
vanilla finish and aftertaste. Very chewable whiskey. Lingering vanilla. Wow, that's quite nice. The palate, you could taste those um, those citric oranges inside of there. Oh, man, it's just... If I can sum it up in one word, I would just say delicious. Delicious is kind of my personal all-encompassing term for a whiskey that's very easy and smooth and light. Has a little bit of a sweet smell to it, sweet taste. Delicious is delicious, like not too spicy or anything like that. There's a little bit of spice on the tongue there when you first put it inside of your mouth, but that... That spice is like, it's like an intensity sort of thing, but uh, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That's my, that's my absolute favorite. Double distilleries. So, I think I've talked about everything that I need to. I hit on all the big points. If you catch this video on YouTube later, you're going to be able to check out the uh, photographs and I will have those thrown up simultaneously as I'm talking about those different aspects of the Chichibu distillery and uh, anything else. I don't know if anybody has any questions, but uh, if you do, just go ahead and ask away, but I don't think so. Wow. All in all, it was a very great experience. I remember one more thing that I had forgot to mention. When I was at the distillery, uh, Yumi Yoshikawa, the brand ambassador, she said to me, after you're done with this tour, if you want to go into town, uh, Chichibu City, and you want to relax for a little bit before heading back home, I recommend you go to this bar, which is called the Highlander Inn. And I said, uh, sure thing. I got a little bit of time to kill, so I'm willing to go there. And uh, she had mentioned to me that she's the owner of this bar, the Highlander Inn. But she said that she's never there if she's rarely there, uh, that she just owns the place, but uh, she leaves two people to manage it. And so just two people are in charge of it most of the time. But uh, she's never going to show up there. So I, I get into town uh, that evening. I walk through the, through the doors and I go sit immediately at the bar counter. And to my left, there's a guy there sitting at the bar counter. I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a guy there sitting immediately to my left at the bar counter. The bartender looks at me in English and he says, welcome to the Highlander Inn. Uh, what can I get you to drink? And uh, there was like an Itchro's. What, what did I order? I might I might have a picture of it. Let me see what it is, because I can't remember off the top of my head that I that I got. I ordered uh, somewhat of a new one. I said, I said, give me that Itchro's Malton Grain 505. And he said, how would you like it? And I said, straight. So, you know, he pours my whiskey. He gives it to me. You know, I do my little nosing thing. After about five minutes or so of me examining this and writing my, 
my my nosing notes. Then I have the drink for the first time. Swishing it inside of my mouth, drink it. Bartender looks at me and he says, he says, how is it? And I said, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Something along those lines. The guy that's sitting to my left, he mumbles under his breath. He says, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then after he says, thank you, the bartender hears him say, thank you. The bartender immediately starts laughing out loud. This guy to my left, he starts laughing out loud. They're just <laughs> they're just laughing amongst themselves, thinking that I'm not in the know. But being who I am, I'm in the know. I, I immediately look at the bartender while he's laughing. And I said, I know who he is. And then they both just stop dead in their tracks. They stop laughing. They look at me. The bartender says, you really know who he is? And I said, yeah. He's the owner of the Chichibu Distillery. This guy was the uh, the master blender that was sitting to my left. The master blender and the owner, uh, Ichiro Okuto, of this whole distillery that I visited earlier. When I had been on that three-hour tour, uh, what do I want to say? I did not run into him at all, but I had run into him when he was at the bar. He was already there, fixated in place when I showed up, and... Uh, he was very surprised, too. He says, oh, you know who I am? He says, uh, thank you. And we shook hands, and that was the uh, the introduction. And um, we had broken bread from that point in time and had about an hour's conversation. The guy spoke uh, pretty good English, and I had told him that I j just came from the Chichibu distillery, and he was very shocked about that. And he said, oh, you're an industry, an industry insider. And that was the first time that I've ever been referred to as somebody that's industry. Well, that's the second time. Yumi, she had called me that when I was at the distillery. So I was very surprised to be referred to as quote unquote industry by by both her and the uh, the, the owner. So very humbled and gl glad to be to be in the so-called industry as of now. And uh, he says to me, so you were at the distillery. What is it that you do? And I said, I'm a I'm a whiskey writer. And he says, do you have anything that I can read? And I said, sure. I, I wrote a book and I've uh, reviewed five of your whiskeys inside of this book, as well as I, I talk about the distillery. And he says, oh, well, when can I do, when can I see the book? Do you have it on you now? And I said, no. I'm sorry, unfortunately, I don't. I, I gifted this book to your brand ambassador, uh, Yumi Yoshikawa, and the, the library, the book library that you have inside the lobby of your distillery, I put it up on the shelf of that library. So when you go into work tomorrow, if you look for the book, you'll be able to read it there. And he says, oh, thank you very much. So, wow. I mean, I'm very surprised and very honored to have had a three-hour private tour in which you get to see every aspect of the distillery. I mean, they're they're opening up uh, uh, the washbacks. They're opening up the steels for you to look inside. Things that they don't show you inside of the other distilleries up close and personal, they show you every nook and cranny and inside of these machines at this distillery. So I was very, 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 very 
very honored for that. And uh, wow, it was just an amazing experience all around. So I think that about wraps up my talk. I think I said everything that I have to say. All in all, man, on a scale from one to ten, that 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 tour was a major go, man. That was that was a, that was through the roof, man. That was an eleven, and uh, I'm very honored to have experienced that day. It it couldn't have ended up any better to leave the distillery, go to the bar, and end up meeting the owner face to face. So this guy, he's aware of who I am now. And uh, I'm looking forward to following up with them, getting answers to the questions that I may have missed because she was just she was just running off things real quick. And I'm trying to take notes as fast as I can. I'm scurrying to take notes, but I got as much as I could. All the missing pieces, things that I still have questions for, I'll just shoot her an email, try to get answers to these things and... Um, well, that's going to be that. Anyways, it's before breakfast time for me. Got up early, nice and early. Got all suited up, looking good, smelling good. And I make love good too. Uh, just to do this, <laughs> just to do this, this video, podcast, clubhouse, Instagram talk, things like that. And uh, I decided to have the whiskey before I had my breakfast, so... You know, it got me slurring my words now, but <laughs> it is what it is. Let me go ahead and have some water real quick. Anyways, man, I'm so messed up. I'm just rambling now. Let's let's close out this thing. Let's close it out for Instagram, YouTube, the podcast, all that. First of all, I would like to say salute to you wherever you may be out in the world. Make sure that you drink responsibly. And as always, gentlemen, you guys know what to do. Keep it classy, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. All right. How do I close out this damn thing on Instagram? I don't even know how to close it. There we go. Mm -hmm.